I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Kingdom Work. Today we're in Mark chapter 8. Lord Jesus, I ask that our hearts would be reminded of our salvation in you today, why we choose to take up our cross and follow you. Remind us of the sacrifice you made for us and the daily sacrifice we should be making as Christ followers, which is denying our flesh and seeking righteousness to glorify you. I pray that our hearts would soften to what it is you're telling us today and that we can take what you've given and apply it directly to our lives so that more people would come to know who you are. Amen. Mark 8. About this time, another large crowd had gathered and the people ran out of food again. Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. They have been here with me for three days and they have nothing left to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will faint along the way, for some of them have come a long distance. His disciples replied, How are we supposed to find enough food to feed them out here in the wilderness? Jesus asked, How much bread do you have? Seven loaves, they replied. So Jesus told all the people to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves, thanked God for them, and broke them into pieces. He gave them to his disciples, who distributed the bread to the crowd. A few small fish were found, too, so Jesus also blessed these and told the disciples to distribute them. They ate as much as they wanted. Afterward, the disciples picked up seven large baskets of leftover food. There were about 4,000 men in the crowd that day, and then Jesus sent them home after they had eaten. Immediately after this, he got into a boat with his disciples and crossed over to the region of Dalmanutha. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had arrived, they came and started to argue with him. Testing him, they demanded that he show them a miraculous sign from heaven to prove his authority. When he heard this, he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why do these people keep demanding a miraculous sign? I tell you the truth, I will not give this generation any such sign. So he got back into the boat and then left them as he crossed to the other side of the lake. But the disciples had forgotten to bring any food. They only had one loaf of bread with them in the boat. As they were crossing the lake, Jesus warned them, Watch out, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. At this, they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. Jesus knew what they were saying, so he said, Why are you arguing about having no bread? Don't you know or understand even yet? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? You have eyes, can't you see? You have ears, can't you hear? Don't you remember anything at all? When I fed the five thousand with five loaves of bread, how many baskets of leftovers did you pick up afterward? Twelve, they said. And when I fed the four thousand with seven loaves, how many large baskets of leftovers did you pick up? Seven, they said. Don't you understand yet? He asked them. When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus, and they begged him to touch the man and to heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then, spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and asked, Can you see anything now? The man looked around. Yes, he said. I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. Jesus sent him away, saying, Don't go back into the village on your way home. Jesus and his disciples left Galilee and went up to the villages near Caesarea Philippi. As they were walking along, he asked them, Who do people say I am? Well, they replied, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say you are one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, But who do you say I am? Peter replied, You are the Messiah. But Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. 
Then Jesus began to tell them that the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things and be rejected by the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but three days later he would rise from the dead. As he talked about this openly with his disciples, Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Jesus turned around and looked at his disciples, then reprimanded Peter. Get away from me, Satan, he said. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Then, calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message in these adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. What stood out to me in this chapter was verse 29, and it says, Then Jesus asked them, But who do you say I am? Peter replied, You are the Messiah. And this makes me think of how important it is that we know Jesus on a personal level, that we know Jesus because of what he's done in our lives and not just because of external voices or opinions. It could be our parents or grandparents, friends, co-workers. It doesn't matter who you choose to listen to. Seek for yourself and find that he is good. Know him as a father and a friend. Don't believe just because of what anyone else says, but who do you say Jesus is? Our faith doesn't come down to anyone else's opinion on who God is or who he should be in our life. When you're in the middle of something and you need rescuing from, you need to be able to confidently call on Jesus as the Messiah, your Savior in this life and for eternity. If you find yourself relating as someone who does know God solely because of sermons or other people pouring into you, I challenge you to dig deeper and just talk to him one-on-one. He will prove himself as a gracious, loving father who is worthy to be praised. Thank you, Jesus, for meeting us with grace and mercy each day. Thank you for wanting to spend time with us and for constantly pursuing our hearts. We were made to long for you, and I pray that today and every day we get a better understanding of how worthy you are to be praised. Thank you, Jesus, for seeing me, knowing me, and loving me still. In Jesus' name. Amen.